You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 230 of Podcateers. Have you ever been to downtown Disney in Anaheim and thought, you know, it'd be great if we had... Well, we think you're going to like this episode. We have a roundtable discussion about things we would like to change at Downtown Disney to plus up the area. We also talk about Luxo Jr. joining Pixar Pier, the return of the Share Your Ears campaign, and we were prominently featured in a Disney blog video for City of Hope's Walk for Hope event. And by prominently featured, I kind of mean that we just happened to be in the background when they were filming the event. So we're in a really pixelated shot, but it was still super cool that we were able to recognize us in the crowd of thousands uh, for the event. That video and more info on things that we talk about in this episode can be found at pocketteers.com slash 230. You can also join the conversation by leaving a comment on the blog post for this episode, Facebook, Instagram, or on Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. If you want to connect with any of us, all of our personal links can be found at pocketteers.com slash team. Plus, if you like you the YouTube videos, you can head on over to youtube.com slash podcateers or youtube.com slash Disney for two to check out some of the videos that we have up on those channels. Plus, if you like any of them, make sure to hit that thumbs up button, subscribe to the channels, and ring that little bell icon for notifications whenever new videos are posted. Remember, there's a lot of holidays that are coming up soon. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Christmas, uh, Tuesday. I mean, I don't know. You might just want to get a gift for somebody. And if you shop on Amazon, it would help us greatly if you start that journey by going to podcateers.com slash Amazon before your next purchase. On that page, you're going to find a huge Amazon button that when you click on it, will take you over to Amazon using our special link. Anything that you buy may earn us a small commission as a thank you from Amazon because we mentioned them on the podcast and you went through our link. To everyone that's doing that, thank you so much for that added support. It truly means a lot. Speaking of meaning a lot, I want to send a shout out to our podcast, Fairy Godparents, because it's their monthly support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you would like to become a member of the FGP squad, as they like to call themselves, or just want a little bit more information, head on over to podcateers.com FGP. So that's it. This is episode 230 of Podcateers. It's Christmas time at Disneyland. Celebrate! No. Nope. No, oh I don't remember. Can you keep singing? Can you keep singing it? Maybe I'll remember more. Are you <laughs> kidding me right now? <laughs> I do remember those. Yes. <laughs> those. Those were around the time that I was getting super, super serious about the holidays at Disneyland, and those commercials are partially the reason why I love Christmas time at Disneyland so much. That's and awesome. so anytime I start seeing the snow getting put on the castle and I know that we're gearing down October and Halloween time is ending, I start hearing that theme in my head and then uh, I just get all warm and fuzzy and I think to myself, when am I going to go back to Disneyland? And then uh, I'll ask Lynette, when are we going back to Disneyland? <laughs> and then she'll ask me, why are you talking like that? Why don't you just ask me like, like you normally would. I was like, okay, when are we going back to Disneyland? She's like, probably this weekend. So, 
I'm kidding. But uh, this weekend does kick off the holiday season at Disneyland. I'm super excited. It's my favorite time of year. I have made no secret of that. Uh, I know you guys are big Halloween fans, and that's all good. You know, that's, you know, to all their own. But this is my time. (laughs) I I love Christmas time at Disneyland as well. Yeah. More than Halloween. I I just love holidays at Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you can be fans of more than one holiday for sure. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm glad you brought it up, Hazen, because I have spent all of today at the parks. Have you really? I literally just drove back to record, and I got to tell you, this is my very first t- Christmas time at Disneyland ever. I'm all in, dude. It is so great. Isn't it? I love all the music. I love all the decorations. Wait a minute. Check it. I even got my sip and savor yeah. passport. I got mine yes- yesterday. Yeah, buddy. I've used a bunch of tabs already. I am all in, man. This is great. I love it. How did we miss but did each you get other? your alien popcorn bucket? No, I didn't get that. (laughs) (laughs) We saw them. Everybody had them, though. They were everywhere. I was going to say, I was at the park all day today, too, and I'm surprised we didn't hit each other. We didn't see each other. Uh, There's so many people in the park today. It's crazy busy. Was it? But, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's nuts over there. Because, I mean, it's the first weekend of the Christmas season, so it makes sense. I, like, didn't expect some of the stuff. Like, I did not expect to walk into the Esplanade and hear, like, classic christmas carol songs and like pop christmas songs that was great and then like a lot of the in park songs are like just disney-fied versions of christmas songs i love all that the decorations are amazing uh melissa did you see the windows on buena vista street that were halloween are now turned into christmas I didn't. I didn't. Oh, really... you got to check them out. They're awesome. It was like really. It was kind of packed coming in, so I didn't get a chance to mm-hmm. see them. Nice. I, I'm I, I'm speechless. Like the Christmas time there is so cool. I'm totally in. I'm feeling very jolly. I believe they're the same as last year's windows on Bonavista Street. Are they? Oh, really? I didn't, I didn't know any, that they I did. I didn't see them. anything new. Okay. Was there yesterday? But I'm Man. excited to try more of the food. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what did we... you try today? We did four things today. Um, the first thing we tried was the uh, chorizo queso fundido, mm-hmm. ah. uh, which was delicious. And then after that, we got the um, the Nashville hot fried turkey with pickles, and that was that got five stars from both of us. That oh, was fantastic. Really? If oh feel, yeah, I, that's the one that I tried. Um, it wasn't for Festival of Holidays. It was for the last thing that they did in the spring. They mm-hmm. had that one, and all I remember was, ooh, instant heartburn. No, no. It, maybe they got the uh, equation right this time. I don't know. Because yeah. it was delicious. It was perfectly just... juicy, perfect amount of spice. It was so good. That's good, because uh, all I remember from that one is that they looked like it was tossed in a chili oil, like a spicy mm-hmm. chili oil, but mm-hmm. the oil was just so heavily laid on that it was just ungodly burning with no flavor. Ah. And I'm all for eating spicy food as long as there's mm-hmm. flavor attached to it. Right. To get spicy food just for the burn is kind of ridiculous to me. And so yeah. I really love hot sauces and um, like spices that will give you that heat. 
but mm-hmm. will add something to the flavor profile of what you're eating. Yeah. Uh, the last thing we tried was the holiday stuffing mac and cheese. Mm. And that was very tasty as well. And I got to tell you, that one gives you, of the things we tried, by far the best portion. Mm. Because, you know, they serve it in those little kind of cardboard little trays or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they basically filled it up with that mac and cheese. Nice. nice. You know, the other ones are kind of like little portions that sit in the middle of that tray. But with the mac and cheese, it was full. So it it was definitely more bang for your buck. That's the one thing with food festivals, though. There's been times where, like, I've gone, we've gone with Hazen, and some of the food that we tried, we're like, oh, my gosh, you get a lot of food. And then mm-hmm. the next day you come back, you're like, oh, this is like a quarter of what they've given yeah. before. Yeah. It, so it really depends on, on the cast serving. member. Yeah. The other thing that's cool right now is that while supplies last, uh, last, if you're an AP holder, they also have limited AP buttons that they give you when you go to each of the little right. food huts. Yeah, and they're all so, different colors. Yeah, they're they're all these little different Mickey icons that they've created for the festival of holidays. So that's kind of fun too. You can collect buttons along the way. So yeah, that seems really to be neat. pretty standard for every one of the festivals that they're doing. Remember, it's Gavin's first time. Yeah, no, this I know, is the I first know. one that I've kind of jumped all in on. Uh, you know, we showed up this morning, we saw all the food huts and Charlie and I just kind of both at the same moment got excited about it. And we're like, should we just do this? And we decided to, and, (laughs) and we had fun all day picking out the foods we wanted to eat. And, and, you know, we've got plans for our next few visits to go back and what tabs we're going to use. And it's, it's all very exciting. Only thing I recommend Gavin is look at the food coming out first before you get it. So then you know if it's kind of worth it. You sure. Know what I mean? Yeah. We've already been doing that a little bit, kind of scoping cool. it first. Yeah. That's smart. How many tabs did you say you have left? Three, four? Uh, no. On We got two, pa- uh, two what are they called? Uh, sip and saver passes. Okay. That was my two follow-up question. Each. So each yeah, of you got one. S- we each got one, and so there's eight tabs on each, and we used four tabs today, so we've got 12 left. Oh, right on. Right on. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping to get a chance to go tomorrow because nice. uh, I did have uh, the a plan of going today, and very mm-hmm. last minute, uh, my father-in-law ended up getting tickets to go watch the NASCAR NHRA finals and at the mm-hmm. Pomona Raceway. And he's been wanting to take our kids forever. And so he got the tickets like a day or two ago. And we all went for the afternoon. And we kind of spent the day with him just kind of hanging out and watching cars race and everything. It was pretty cool. Uh, So we didn't get a chance to go to Disneyland, obviously, because now we're recording. But the evening time at Disneyland for Christmas, (laughs) it's so I can't wait to see that. And then, and then we get believe in holiday magic. Mm-hmm. Remember the caring, a season <laughs> worth sharing. Believe in the magic in our lives. Sorry, it's that was that, really good. Is that fireworks or parade? That is, what is the that from? fireworks show. Okay, believe in holiday magic. Nice. Uh, yeah, definitely one of my favorite songs in on the entire resort during the holiday season. So That's I'm awesome. so excited. <laughs> 
Well, I'll tell you that Charlie right now is still at the parks. And so she's getting to experience the nighttime holiday magic before me. So it's kind of a first mm. in our in our family that she gets to do a Disney thing before me. So wow. I'm a little envious. <laughs> tell her to watch the fireworks. You should she text might. her well, and look, at, tell her to look as, out for AJ. As soon as we hit stop, I'm headed back over there. So. Oh, right on. <laughs> Right on. We, we've got a fast pass at 920, so let's nice. let's keep it going, guys. So you hear Gavin, guys. Let's take forever to record this. <laughs> Wait, time out. I have to do something real quick. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump in then. Before we get into anything else, I just want to say thank you again to everyone that donated to our Walk for Hope fundraiser over the last couple of months. We raised just under $700 out of our $1,000 goal and all of that money is going directly to help find a cure for women's cancers this walk was special to many of us for many different reasons you know melissa talked about why it was special to her in the last episode you know i've mentioned that we've lost a couple of people in our office to different types of cancer in the last several months so the walk took on a whole new meaning for us and we really appreciated all of the support behind it it was super cool to see Mickey and Minnie dancing around on stage, to see Bob yeah. Chapek there, and uh, <clears throat> we were on TV! <laughs> <laughs> it was super cool that Disney put up a video on the Disney Parks blog, and you can kind of see me, Gavin, and Melissa in the background. If you follow us on Instagram, you may have seen it in our Instagram story last week. We put little circles around each of our heads, and we're totally pixelated, but trust us. It was us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? Uh, I know we talked a little bit about it, but quickly recap your experience, Gavin and Melissa. Yeah, I, I thought it was such a great time. It was a very inspirational time, you know, very heartwarming to see so many people united uh, to raise money to, you know, help find a cure for this uh, disease, which has ravaged people's lives for, you know, so long. And just to be in the place where they're doing the research and to actually see some of the patients, you know, waving at us from the hospital and to see so many survivors present. It was just a really moving day and really inspirational. And I'm so thankful to the, the podcasters nation that, you know, you know, helped put their money forth to, you know, help us contribute towards this cause uh, hugely grateful to everybody out there who did that. And, you know, every little bit counts. So, you know, I'm I'm very proud of us as a team. And, you know, hopefully we'll um, we won't need to do this for too many years in the future, but we'll be there to do it for as long as we need to. Totally. Very well said. Very well said. It was an emotional, emotional walk, but it was so worth it. So worth it. Knowing that we were just making a change. I mean, you know, we had a goal, but you know what? We can't just thank you enough for helping us out with everything from donations to likes to reposts, you name it. It it all helped us out. So, right. again, thank you. Uh, if you guys want a little bit more information about Team Boat Willie and some of the things that we do, head on over to TeamBoatWillie.com. Super easy to remember because it's like Steamboat Willie, toot, toot, 
without the S at the beginning. <laughs> there you'll find a little information about how the team started, some of the events that we've been a part of. And uh, as of this episode, we're still accepting donations for Walk for Hope. It's it's going to be active for another week or two. So if you want to drop a quick donation to try to help us still reach that $1,000 goal, Head on over to TeamBoatWilly.com, click on the link to donate. Doesn't matter who you donate to. I know I've joked around about it in the past that you can choose me as your favorite, but you can donate to the team, to me, to Gavin, Melissa. All the links are there. And to everyone that's already done it, thank you very much. Okay. Earlier this week, looks like Disney relaunched their Share Their Ears campaign where they're going to be donating money to the Make-A-Wish Foundation for every post that they see on social media. I'm ready. I was trying to select which ears I'm going to use, guys. Uh, I think later this week we'll post like a group one, you know, on our Instagram account so that we're all represented in our post. Do you guys know which ears you'll probably be using in your post? I want to yes. say yes. I have to choose. <laughs> She's going to coin flip, basically. Whatever's I'm in the mood for. So I'm like, do I want to go with shiny? Do I want to go with this one? I don't know. Just wear I mean, all of the, them. <laughs> the idea is that they'll donate whatever an amount per post, right? Five dollars goes I guess, up, up to two million. So they're basically going to be doing two million dollars. I would say we should each post as many as the number of pairs of ears that we own. You know, why stop it? Why stop and mm. pick one when if you've got ten and you do ten separate posts, <laughs> that's ten separate donations that Disney's going to make. I like that. Interesting. I mean, let's let's make this thing viral, man. I don't think we have to do that. No, we're the leaders <laughs> of the Disney community. Let's I do can it. Lend you I guys mean, some. Yeah. yeah. So we'll rotate our ears. <laughs> I'll take a picture with all of mine, and then I'll rotate them to VJ. He'll do the same thing. He'll give them to Gavin. Gavin will do the same to Melissa. Melissa to AJ, and we'll just do the same thing with all of our ears. Just a round robin. So at some point. The three of us guys will have the rose gold ears yes. in a post. <laughs> I ain't scared. I'll rock the rose gold. <laughs> it goes with my complexion and my beard. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we're going to go ahead and post a little bit more information about that. If you don't know about it, head over to podcasters.com slash 230. Uh, you'll find a little bit more information about the initiative, hashtag share your ears, and a little bit more information about what Disney's doing for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And to everybody that's already sharing, thank you guys. I know it's not our initiative, but it's a super cool one, and it's a really fun way to repost your ears. I know that in some locations at the park, they do have walls set up with the hashtag and a couple of Mickey icon ears that you can take a picture at. So if you just don't like the way your room looks or you don't like your wall or your door and you don't have your own hashtag purple wall at home go to uh, downtown disney or california adventure or disneyland and you'll find a share your ears wall there yeah uh california adventure since we're talking about it it looks like uh our little friend has finally made an appearance at the entrance of pixar pier yes yep. who are we talking about gavin we're talking about our little lampy friend <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw him for the first time today, and I do like what they did. I, I think that it was a really smart move to make him, you know, move and, you know, twist and turn kind of like the animated short did uh, for Luxo Jr. 
And I haven't seen it at night yet, so I haven't seen it illuminated. But I like the way they've animated him. I assume it's a him. I don't know why. It could be a girl. Who knows? Uh, but I, I like it. I think it's really cool. I think initially I assumed he was going to be hopping up there because, you know, we're conditioned to seeing him hop into the frame for the en- intro to every Pixar thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the short, he doesn't necessarily hop the whole time. Uh, so I don't know. I think they did a great job animating it. I think uh, it's a nice little touch. Again, it's just weird that little details are just slowly rolling out for Pixar Pier as we go into the middle of next year when it's supposed to be finished. Uh, I would have thought that would have been one of the key things that would have been there from day one. But I'm glad they finally got to it, and I think it's a pretty cool detail. It does seem weird, right? It's like, why isn't the Luxo lamp up there? We got parts coming in from across the ocean. <laughs> We're waiting. They're on a freight liner. They'll be here. Don't worry. <laughs> what what was what does it do at night? So you see the he lights up. I'm I'm assuming it's Luxo Jr., right? It's not Yeah. Okay. Because he's yeah. the one that jumps around and everything. But um right. he moves around or his head moves around and the light gets brighter and dimmer. And then um sometimes when the other lights around um, the marquee will do like this little pattern and then it lights up super bright. So it's kind of so cool if you just sit there and watch it for like a minute, you know, that's awesome. you'll find something different that's showing. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if or you can check out our Instagram post and you can watch it for 30 seconds. <laughs> nice. And you see this person go, why is he taking pictures of a lamp? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Mom, mm, says the non-Disney fan. <laughs> right. Hashtag non-Disney fan. Or hashtag non-Pixar fan. Yeah. Because they could be Disney fans, but maybe they didn't grow up with Pixar stuff. Fair. How can you not grow so. up with any Pixar stuff? I, I don't know. I'm just trying to defend the <laughs> guy. No, don't defend him. <laughs> VJ, you're asking the guy who watched Star Wars for the first time like three years ago. <laughs> this is true. This true is that. True. So, <laughs> true that. It is possible. True that. <laughs> Hey, I'm glad you brought that up because it looks like earlier this week uh, there was an earnings call that Bob Iger was a part of. And Disney had some amazing news about how they did in the last quarter, how they did uh, overall last year. But there was a revelation that, you know, we had talked about the Disney streaming service coming up late next year. And originally we had reported from what we had heard that it was going to also be called Disney Play which was super confusing because the app has the same words in it. So we thought there was going to be a little bit of confusion. Looks like the official name is now Disney Plus. It also looks like Disney is going to be investing a little bit in Hulu as well, which I thought was pretty interesting. And the other news that you know, ties into what Gavin said about me watching Star Wars for the first time was that we're getting a Cassian series. And Cassian and uh, Andor? Andor, right? Mm-hmm. Cassian Andor yeah. is his name mm-hmm. from Rogue One. Uh, he's the character that Diego Luna played uh, in Rogue One. How exciting is this for you, Gavin, as a Star Wars fan? You know, uh, Bob Iger himself came out and said, yeah, you know, there's a little bit of Star Wars overload right now. The movies aren't doing so well. Why does this feel that it's going to be different than the Star Wars overload that we're getting right now? Well, I'll tell you. I feel that the overload has come from the side movies. 
you know, from the non-saga movies uh, like Rogue One and Solo. And, you know, there's plans for a bunch more. And I think that is where they get into the overload territory where, you know, people aren't going to go to the movies to just see extra Star Wars movies as much as they are going to go see those main saga films, right? And I've always thought that if you want to get into telling some of the backstories of some of the characters we know from the movies, you know, they've always had the realm of books that has done that already. You know, many, many series have been written about Han Solo, Boba Fett, you know, the the Stormtroopers, the Skywalker family, on and on and on and on. And that kind of serialized storytelling, to me, works better in a television show format, you know, kind of like what Marvel has done on Netflix with a lot of those shows, you know, telling the stories of these characters. And I feel like they would have done better with solo if they had created just a, you know, 13 episode solo arc that they made a show out of, you know, and if it's really successful, maybe they do a season two, but if not, then maybe they do another character. And so this idea of a series to tell us more of the story of Cassian, I think is a way better vehicle than, you know, trying to give him a solo film, you know? Uh, right. So that excites me. And that that's the kind of content that they're going to need to make their service uh, really competitive with these other services that are coming up with their own original content. Uh, so I think it's a great move along with the name change. I think the idea of uh, Disney plus and, and that logo that they have, that's kind of reminiscent of, you know, the Tinkerbell yeah. uh, sparkle going over the castle in that arch, um, you know, and maybe they can have a, like a top like VIP tier. That's like Disney plus ultra or something like that. Uh, plus ultra. Right. So, I, I mean, I think all of these are really cool, positive signs that I think what they're going to come up with is a really, really good product for Disney+. Plus. Uh, VJ and Melissa, what do you guys think of the streaming service and the announcement of this Star Wars series coming to it? I'm excited for the name. Um, I've, I'm just looking forward to everything. I need to see Rogue One again because I really don't remember a lot. But I will take new star wars i will take new things i love like different stories different like sideline stories and whatnot i'm pretty excited i mean i'm looking at it through the eyes of just the fan who just wants more of something overall i'm pretty i'm pretty excited for it i'm i just learned a lot from gavin right now (laughs) i'm i'm excited for this as as well the one thing i like about streaming services like Netflix is being able to binge watch everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of series are or television is going towards now. Um, Because a lot of series that you watch on direct TV, they already have like, you know, three or four or five episodes already released instead of just the one and doing a weekly thing. So I'm all about that, um, being able to binge watch. I like the fact that it's going to be Marvel, Disney, Pixar, and all these other uh, like National Geographic's, um, but I'm excited for the Loki series. Hearing about that, oh, that yeah. announced, yes, that's I was like, ooh, and I know a lot of girls are going to be <laughs> <laughs> excited about that too. So I mean, and a lot of men. Let's be fair. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited about that one, and I'm not. You know, I'm not a Marvel guy, but that'll be cool. But it is, it is going to be interesting to see how many of these are going to be tying into the actual like MCU or the Star Wars universe, or you know, or this is just yeah. going to be like it's. 
own little spinoff, you know? I don't think so. You don't think so? You don't think it's going to be no. all, all the same? You know, one of the biggest disconnects that's happened with Netflix having Marvel series is that they don't necessarily talk to each other. So even with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that was an ABC property. That's actually Disney. Right. There was a little bit of a disconnect as far as what happened in their universe and what happened in the overall MCU. And, I mean, I they it all had tied Easter in. eggs. Kind of. They had, like, these things that kind of made it tie in, but there was never, like, big official story arcs that made them fully tie in. They were still kind of their own deal. And Kevin Feige wasn't fully involved with all of those, especially the ones on Netflix. So the biggest difference now is that I think when they're all under the same umbrella, they're all going to tie in just seamlessly to the overall MCU as they haven't in the past. Gotcha. I'm for net so Netflix is going to be losing all their Disney stuff, correct? Because yeah, I have they're slowly losing it because I know some of the Marvel series on Netflix, like Luke Cage and uh, what's his name, Golden Fist, Iron Fist, yeah. Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. They um, those series were canceled, mm-hmm. or they're not mm-hmm. renewing their seasons. Sure, yeah, yeah I read that that's correctly? correct. Okay. Yeah, or are they moving to Disney Plus and having a new? No, Disney Plus has the option to start them up again, but yeah, they're not. They haven't announced that they're doing that yet. Gotcha. Yeah. Either way, excited for it. I don't know how much it's going to be, but we'll like, ooh, pay. $30? Mm, It'll be competitive because in the last meeting that Bob Iger uh, had talked about it, he said that he wanted to keep it around the price point of basic Netflix as a starter pack. So, 10 so bucks. we're looking at about 8 or $9 to start off. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be the tiered system, which will allow you to watch more with the exception of ESPN. ESPN Plus will be a separate service that you can purchase just to watch sports. Yeah, that'll be good for me and Gavin. <laughs> yeah go jazz for dodgers <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah overall uh the announcement is super exciting uh like i said i do expect them to tie in a lot of the series a little bit more than they haven't in the past and all the services like netflix is already losing those very slowly they're not renewing the contract so some of the movies have already dropped off and, you know, when you mentioned uh, Plus Ultra earlier, Gavin, <laughs> uh, you know, Tomorrowland, when it first came out, I enjoyed that film, but it wasn't a big hit for Disney. The message got a little convoluted halfway through the film, and, you know, in the last th- quarter of the film, most people were just super confused, including me for a portion of it. So I have had to watch it a couple of times, but overall, I love the idea, and I love the idea of the Plus Ultra Society. And I think it's one of those properties, even though they didn't fully come up with it. But I think now that they have Disney Plus, it's one of those things where they could create like a mystery show surrounding the Plus Ultra Society. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but doesn't necessarily have to do with Marvel. It's kind of like its own thing that ties into Disney history somehow. They can just make up stories, right? It doesn't have to be full real disney history i just think that if they do it right you know it's something that's based on reality but is made up stories like a gray's anatomy type show right like yeah. it's based in the fact that there are hospitals and there's all these doctors with real life issues but all their stories are made up you know yeah I would love to see a plus ultra show on disney plus i'm just throwing that out there bobby if you're listening just <laughs> you know put a pin in that one <laughs> That's, just saying. That's a good idea. I like it. 
All right. Well, if you guys have any ideas for any shows that you would like to see on the Disney Plus service or any specific item from the, the Disney archive that you would like to see that's currently not available or available on a different service, join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter. Just search for Podcateers, or you can leave a comment on the blog post for the episode over at podcateers.com slash 230. We'd love to hear your thoughts on all of this, and we could read your comment on an upcoming episode like how we're excited for high school musical as well wildcats Wildcats. high school musical (laughs) it's great i was in college musical not high school thank you (laughs) (laughs) i was in fifth grade musical thank you i was a tree (laughs) you're a Groot. (laughs) i was Groot. (laughs) i am Groot. (laughs) all right so uh downtown disney yeah is an area that needs a lot of love. And, you know, over the past few months, we've seen some closures and we've seen some things reopening, like Earl of Sandwich, and now we've gotten word that the AMC theaters are reopening. No word on whether the Espen Zone or Rainforest Cafe are going to be reopening as of yet. But we thought it would be fun to kind of reimagine Downtown Disney because Disney Springs over in Florida, formerly known as Downtown Disney, got an overhaul and it's gorgeous. I mean, it has a lot of restaurants and uh, entertainment that uh, we kind of need here. And we've already seen some of the steps here at Downtown Disney with the revamping of the buildings. They're kind of giving them a more modern look. We're getting a couple of breweries. You know, Ballast Point is going to be opening soon. We're also going to be getting Black Tap Craft Burgers and Beer, you know, just across from where Ballast Point is going to be. So, There are a lot of exciting changes happening in downtown Disney, but we thought we'd give it a shot and imagine what we would like to see at downtown Disney. So I think we should kind of do this round table. You know, we each kind of throw out an idea. Who who wants to be the first taker on this one? I'll go first. I can start. (laughs) You want to go first? Sure. All right. So we'll go Melissa and then Vijay. All right. So um, I pretty much had this one idea, but it's it's pretty much taking from what we've had and what we do have if that makes sense um i would like to see a you know okay let's just say money was no object i'll put it i'll start with that um spared no expense it's disney they have all the money right um (laughs) i actually would like to see a restaurant that and i know we were just talking about this earlier it has like a little bit of rainforest cafe but I would like to take a little bit of afternoon tea, kind of bring a little bit of the Rose Garden, make like this Alice in Wonderland type of restaurant or an eatery where you would have your flamingos because that would be one thing I would love to see here. And I've only (laughs) seen that at Animal Kingdom. (laughs) And I've seen um, Disneyland Paris have this where they have their restaurant and it's like... I want to say it's the uh, Queen of Hearts, her maze. I mean, it just mm-hmm. looks really, really oh, cool. Yeah. I would love to see something like that in the Rose Garden. And I know there's a gazebo. Actually, there's two. So Yeah, there's two of them. Let's use one, you know, but kind of have it in that little area. Have it dainty. I mean, I'm going really girly on this. <laughs> there's a I, lot I, of I'd other places, but let's have something fun and whimsical out there. I just want to see flamingos. Can we use a flamingo as a golf club? 
No, that's abuse. <laughs> now, are you, are you thinking real flamingos? Yeah. Or are we thinking like audio animatronic flamingos? No, real ones. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Won't they fly away? No. In Las Vegas, Flamingo Hotel has a little area that's has their birds out there. Really? Huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be cool. I, I like the idea of an Alice in Wonderland themed anything. <laughs> and a little place where you can go get tea and have a little crazy tea party with flamingos and some whimsy that would be awesome i would like to see that i think it just needs some kind of disney theming right Mm -hmm. something that'd be super cool to see yeah i like that idea uh vj so am i only saying one thing at a time or all my ideas round table (laughs) we'll just kind of spit out an idea and we'll keep going around until we all run out and we know gavin's gonna come up with 200 (laughs) so we'll let him just kind of unload at the end so um well first thing i know me and gavin would love what they're bringing to disney springs which is an nba experience and they should totally bring out the espn zone just saying but that's word idea (laughs) um what my idea is um I was kind of trying to bring it up with um, Melissa's idea with the flamingos, but uh, a golf, like miniature golf. So you can okay. have fun with the family. Um, but Ooh, that goes yeah. into a restaurant. You know, I don't know what the restaurant theme would be. Maybe it could be an Alice in Wonderland theme. I don't know if you're using flamingos Ford. as uh, fake flamingos, not <laughs> actual flamingos. <laughs> but that'd be kind of cool, though. If you, ha- I was thinking miniature golf, but be cool to make it Alice in Wonderland theme. We could tie in, you know, from the hotel into downtown Disney. Yeah. Um, but that that's not the idea. I'm just building off of Melissa's. But my thing would be, think Vegas, Frontier Street. I'm not familiar. Explain yeah, it to I'm me. I'm not familiar either. Okay, so Frontier Street is not really part of the original or where the strip is now. It's kind of at the very end. So it was kind of losing a lot of foot traffic. So they built this huge tunnel like screen wait um so the roof is this fremont street oh fremont street sorry no <laughs> that's, problem that's what i meant <laughs> anyway fremont street that's what, have you heard of that hazen <laughs> no you know what i'm talking i've heard of fremont street. okay but you don't know what it is like the old old strip yeah yeah yeah. so yeah they kind of had to revamp it so um think of like this huge ceiling like curved ceiling coming from say amc going into the parking lot you know so it's this big huge um lcd screen that flashes everything from music to you know movies or whatnot and you could even zip line in between oh yeah like nobody knows except for melissa (laughs) i'm all excited for (laughs) it i've never been to vegas i'm glad you're explaining this this sounds pretty cool But yeah, if if I'll I'll show you a, a clip of it, or if you could find one, Hazen, to put on on the website. But yeah, that's that's one of my ideas. So it, it kind of livens up uh, that area of downtown, especially since it's you know we don't know anything that's going to be going there right now. So I yeah. think that would be cool. It also provides cover for if it ever rains in Southern California. Um, but it's just a cool thing to see because. It has all these different things flashing and showing and just, you know, loud music. And I think it would be cool. Yeah. And I mean, Disney is no stranger to creating the fake facades for things, especially skylines, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Inside of Pirates of the Caribbean. That's what we see, especially when we're sailing through the bayou. I know that the Paris Hotel in Vegas has a painted sky. 
but that's an indoor right. thing. It's not mm-hmm. outdoor. So, uh, yeah, that would be pretty cool. I think that if there was some kind of dome, uh, it would feel kind of Truman Show uh, overall, <laughs> but it, it would be cool. the visual depending on what's happening. You could even project or display like fireworks if it was a huge LCD, right? And have a quote unquote fireworks mm-hmm. show at downtown Ooh. Disney. So it would kind of mm-hmm. be a multi-purpose uh, item. So I thought that's a cool idea. I like that. Uh, Gavin, you want to go next or you want me to jump in? Either way. All right, I'll jump in. Uh, one of the ideas that I had has to do with entertainment in general. Uh, for parents out there that have difficulty finding babysitters for their kids on a frequent basis, you kind of know you know, how difficult it is to get a little bit of time to do date night or something, right? And so uh, it, there's been times that I've wanted to take my wife out just on a date, the two of us, but it's difficult to decide because... You know, some of those that we'd like to go to are all the way in L.A. and we don't have a babysitter for that long. We're closer to Anaheim. And so by default, we kind of end up choosing Disney all the time, you know, because it's our happy place and it's kind of what we know and we know what we're going to get overall. So at Disney Springs, they have something called the Edison. It's a gastro pub that has live entertainment. And what I love about the Edison is that it's 21 and over. And after a specific time, there's a dress code, man. You no jeans, no caps, nothing, no t-shirts. You gotta go dressed in nicely for date night, okay? And I think downtown Disney would greatly benefit from having a restaurant slash entertainment venue that's 21 and over and has this type of uh, environment. I mean, I-, I love my kids, but sometimes you just need an hour or two for date night, right? And Disney is cool. There's a lot of different places Mm -hmm. you can eat. But for the most part, because it's so family friendly, if they had this one area at downtown Disney where once you're done, you can hop over to the parks if you wanted to, I think it would benefit greatly from something like that. I think that's a fantastic idea. I love it. So would, would that kind of go? So like you have a place just for adults, but would you also mirror that with a place just for kids? So that if you did bring the whole family, there could be like a place where your kids can go safely, like not like a daycare, but, you know, like a Disney fun time area where your like kids are daycare. like supervised and, <laughs> and there's a, you know, some sort of activity or fun things for them to do while you're on your date. I think so. Uh, I think, you know, how in Hotel uh, Hotel Transylvania, I know, guys, not totally Disney, but you know, how in Hotel <laughs> Transylvania three, when they're on the cruise. Uh, the wolves leave all their their kids in that little daycare center on the ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, something like that, where you trust nice. the people running the venue, and you know your kids are gonna be fine just running around for four hours or whatever. But or yeah, like IKEA. I, I mean, I think it would be great <laughs> if there was a, a way to reciprocate that for children. I think that's fantastic. I mean, we talked about during our. Um our uh, Disney nights discussion. If we had a special event night, I think most of us had like a 21 and overnight yeah. <laughs> that we yeah. wanted. No kids, no strollers. Yeah. <laughs> That's the dream, right? So it'd be kind of like your idea is kind of like a big version of auntie's uh, beach house for kids. At yeah, kind of just kind drop of. off your kids, line up at 8am and drop them off and just take off and to the park up at 7pm when you're ready for the luau. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like something similar to us to the cruise. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Well, 
Do they have that at cruises? I believe so. They have a... plenty of them do. Andy's <laughs> throw them overboard. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, one of them has that Andy's, Andy's room toy, toy room? box yeah. place. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I've seen pictures of that. Yeah, it looks really, really cool. Like I'd go play there. I think that would be really awesome here. So yeah. then, what we need is another one that's just a play area for adults. Right. Yes. So that we don't accidentally bump into a kid going down a slide. Exactly. <laughs> so your idea, Hazen, would, huh? would you want uh, the Edison or something like it? Or would it be different theme? Because Edison is kind of like that goth steampunk uh, theme. No, like, I Would think, you have a certain theme? I think, no. I just want something similar where it's live entertainment and it's 21 and over. I think there's a way to theme it to maybe fit in with Buena Vista Street and they kind of tie it into the story. And they could even take like the name or change the name of something that used to be around, you know, around the the area where, where the theater used to be. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the Edison. I just... I like the idea of having an adult-only entertainment slash eatery. Something gotcha. came into my head. The Tip Top Club. Oh, my Ooh. God. Yes. <laughs> there it is. It just came nice. up. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yes. But you That's can't it. wear you Disney win, costumes Melissa. in Let's it. Let's do this. <laughs> only the Dapper Tip Top outfits. Club at Downtown <laughs> Disney. Yeah, that could be cool. And that's a cool nod to something of, you know, the park's past. That's and we great. can even put it on the 13th floor. <laughs> Ish. I like it. Force perspective will make you go up 13 floors. It's really on the second. <laughs> right. So like a stretching room. Like, like a stretching room effect from the outside. Like you see all these tiny floors and all these yeah. lights lighting up just... to make it count 13, but it's technically the second floor. Just LCDs of just lights yeah. going up like this. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Gavin, what do you got? All right, so I love what how everybody's minds are working here, and a lot of what you guys are thinking is kind of down the same track that I went as well. And really, you know, aside from, we've talked about it before, in general, downtown Disney needs kind of a facelift. You know, everything about the facades of, of most of downtown Disney still feels like 2001, right? Mm -hmm. It all just kind of looks dated. So they need a general facelift, but in the spirit of Disney, I feel like a lot more theming needs to happen. And I would like to see more themed venues. And so obviously the first thing I think of, and many people think of when I think of downtown Disney is the restaurants and the eateries. Right. And I would love to see more restaurants, you know, if they expand downtown Disney to maybe uh, go into the footprint of the piece of land where the hotel that got canceled was going to be, they've got tons of room to expand here. And, you know, VJ mentioned his idea going from basically ESPN zone over towards the Mickey and Friends garage. So like if we're using that whole piece of land, we've got tons of room. I'd love to see a bunch of new restaurants and I'd like themed restaurants. You know, we've seen a lot of themed restaurants in the parks, but not necessarily Disney themed restaurants outside the parks. And I think it would be really cool to have some of that. You know, you can have like a little French sidewalk cafe, you know, with a lot of, you know, areas for people watching and it can be kind of themed on Ratatouille. 
You could have an Italian place, obviously themed on Tony's. You could even have a sushi place and theme it after Harryhausen's in Monsters, Inc. Like, there's a ton of things, like, from the movies that you could kind of bring into a restaurant experience and, you know, have lots of nods to the film, lots of little Easter eggs. And you kind of feel like you're having an actual Disney experience. You know, I love places like uh, the uh, Naples Pizza Place and you know, Tortilla Joe's, but I don't, when I go into those places, I don't feel like I'm necessarily on a Disney property, you know? And I feel like in downtown Disney, I still want to kind of feel that Disney magic. So I would love to have a lot more specifically themed restaurants where the theme is Disney. Um, But the, the restaurant that I really want uh, to see is this concept I have called the animator's table. Ooh. And it's kind of like the idea of like the chef's table where you kind of get to sit in the kitchen behind the scenes. Uh, the animator's table would be a restaurant where it's completely celebrating animation. You know, I envision uh, animated shorts, classics being projected, you know, on the walls everywhere. I imagine the tables becoming animated at various points during your meal and you're seeing, you know, like rough animations and pages flip and and then them turn into like real fully realized animations like right below your dinner plates, you know. Just And then a- the plates and dishes start singing and they right? tell you the gray stuff is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be our guest. I mean, I just I, you know, all this uh technology that they have now with uh uh, screens and projections you know i don't know if you guys have seen all of the the movie posters that are behind the registers in the in the fully now opened world of disney store but there are all these old classic movie posters behind the registers and at various times they become animated and oh really there's yes they're so fantastic you know all the way from like black and white mickey and minnie shorts to uh, Jungle Book to Aristocats, like there's a whole range of posters and they all become animated in different ways at different times. And so why not do that with your tabletop, you know? And I don't know, I just feel like it could be a cool, you know, uh, contemporary design space, but with all kinds of nods to animation, which is kind of the reason that Disney is what it is. That's the the core thing that built this entire empire, right? Is animation. And I would love a place that just celebrates that and the animators. And you could have all kinds of, you know, like you could have a nine old men room, you know, like for special occasions. And you could have like different booths or different areas dedicated to certain animators. Like you could have a Glenn Keane booth and all kinds of little special Glenn Keane animations, you know, show up here and there throughout your dinner. I just think to me, like that would be like a four star kind of highlight flagship place that you could make that would be a specific draw to bring people to downtown Disney. Because I think that's the key here is, you know, drawing people to it for a specific reason. You know, I and even if it's just to pull some of the crowd out of the parks, you know, for dinner time, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't think that downtown Disney really does that right now to any real extent and i think having real key attractions in downtown disney would help do that and i think they could really bring some foot traffic to downtown disney with themed restaurants like this very nice. cool uh i 
have some very similar thoughts. So when it's my turn again, I will touch on that. Okay. But <laughs> I love that idea. I, love... I also want to say that we're going to be swinging back to mini golf in a minute too, like VJ mentioned. So just wait for that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, this whole having different booths for different animators, uh, that would be an amazing experience because it would feel that every time you go back, you get something a little bit different, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe it rotates or maybe like every month they feature a brand new animator. So it doesn't go stagnant too quickly for people. So, yep. man, dude, you, ah, so good. <laughs> All right, Mel, let's go back to you. Oh, Gavin, you took one of my ideas, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was thinking of, you know, we don't have a sushi restaurant, and Harry Hawson's would be awesome. But mm -hmm. I want to kind of twist it to where, so inside Trader Sam's, it makes it look like you were just, you're in that world. So for Harry Halston's, imagine you're in that restaurant. You kind of hear a little bit, like you could kind of hear the, the, the kitchen. And I'm thinking of monsters, how you could hear like the knives and whatnot and just mm -hmm. little things like that um, while, you know, you're getting served your sushi. But what if like at a certain point, let's say they have two TVs and you start hearing that the child is missing. Just right. little touches like that. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. I think it'd be really cool if they were make it like a little like interactive. Like let's yeah. say they would have you fill out something like trying to find out where this kid is or something like that. But I would love to have a sushi place at downtown Disney for sure. And oh my God, I just thought of another idea. So I'm going to have to wait <laughs> on my next well, one. Well, I, I, I love your idea of kind of incorporating the story. Mm -hmm. But what if instead of doing that story that's similar to the attraction and the movie, mm -hmm. but we do it as as if the ending of that movie actually really plays out in which the monsters discover that they get better power from children's laughter. Yeah. And what if the goal of the waiters is to make the kids laugh? And if they can trigger a laugh in the kid, they've got a button or something that they push and like the lights over the table like glow extra bright when they laugh. That's like some awesome. sort of magic that they can make happen or like, thanks, you powered our restaurant, you know? So, so kind of like I think a that could be really cool. Tomorrowland. Yeah, exactly. Kingdom. That'd be cool. Yeah, exactly. So if they can do that on an individualized level where the waiter tries to make, you know, the kid laugh mm -hmm. and then it, it causes some sort of magic to happen, that could be sweet. And with the the app and Disney bands and stuff like that, all the technology that currently exists, mm -hmm. it's super easy to track somebody, you know, where they would know or they can talk to the parent in advance and say, hey, I would like to add my child to the pool of possible children that need to make the waiters laugh this evening. And then you can play out like Melissa was saying, where we're trying to find this child has disappeared into the <laughs> restaurant. And so people start pointing my there he is, there he is, there he is. And that's how they go find the specific child that has to laugh for that evening. Nice. Also, yeah, kind of like cool. the rebel spy for Star Tours. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I think that could be really cool. And tourists don't know what's going on. They're like, why do they keep chasing my child? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. It's an opt-in thing, right? When yeah. you walk in, yeah. you put oh, you your name down up. and you can say, yes, I would love my child to be one of the children considered to be the child of the day. That'd be cool if it was a birthday thing. 
so oh, you could choose your child for a yes. birthday and that'd be a cool thing like way better than chuck e cheese like you could have a cool <laughs> experience you know let's be honest a lot of things are way better than chuck e cheese yeah well, or... i'm thinking chuck e cheese when i used to go it used to be oh. the best thing ever that's true <laughs> that's because you were seven yeah <laughs> during my day <laughs> well that is an awesome idea melissa I, I i love that i know my kids would certainly love having uh, an experience like that vj let's jump back to you now okay so just put a little more detail into frontier or yeah fremont street it's um play shorts like disney shorts but it's the length of five football fields just to give you a little uh detail into it but i want to tie in that into an alleyway of that kind of looks like houses Mm -hmm. um and i was either thinking something like maybe it could be like the world showcase of westcott you know like that version where um maybe different theme restaurants in those two alleyways Mm -hmm. but i was trying to tie in the osborne lights and just have that year round because it's not at epcot and over at um Hollywood Studios anymore and they need to have it somewhere but it'd be cool to see Christmas all year round just to get that feeling you know mm-hmm. um, but one of but one of the restaurants I want to tie into is again a theme restaurant like Gavin was saying but I'm t- picturing a buffet style thing kind of like, going to Vegas buffets are my biggest <laughs> thing because they have such awesome food and Great. yes it's it's uh they have different costs but either no matter which one you go to you're gonna have like a great experience right and i know we have our character dining experiences at the different you know uh, places at the at the disneyland resort but this one's gonna be huge but i want it to be themed like uh the lost boys think hook you know where it's like you're imagining all the foods but you see so many different types of food like 300 different types of cuisines you know because it's just a grand thing and communal tables where Maybe you could, you know, meet other people, you know, not just separate yourselves from just your party, because that's one of the things I like going to restaurants like in San Francisco. You have big communal tables where you get to meet a lot of different people and you're Disney, you know, you're at Disneyland. So you're going to meet Disney fans Mm -hmm. and you might even just meet other people. But a big super buffet would be my thing at one of these restaurants. But theme it kind of like Neverland where you're in you know, on Neverland and eating all these cool foods and just whatever themes there are, like you'll see fairies fly by or whatnot, you know? So I think we're all lost boys at that restaurant. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe everybody could even have like the kids. Well, I don't know. It'd probably be a bad thing for kids. Like giving, oh, let's all give them like swords so they could sword fight and (laughs) (laughs) make believe. Maybe not that, but the food is again, the big thing. So that's what I would like to see. I nice. feel as as the parent of two children that at times can get fairly rowdy. I want to <laughs> veto that idea. <laughs> That's cool, man. I like that. I, lo- I love the Neverland theme, too. I love the yeah, communal space. Oh, man. Which one should I go with? Well, since you guys are all talking about food, uh, and and this is considering the space. I know we're kind of talking if money and space were no object, but... I'm going to actually consider the space that's available right now. Anyone here in the area knows about the Anaheim Packing House. 
The Anaheim Packing House is a multi-floor building that just has tons of restaurants and eateries and uh, different dessert places. And it, it just all looks like little modules that are inserted into this giant building. And so if we were taking space into consideration into what currently exists at downtown Disney, I think that maybe behind the AMC or something like that, you can build like a mini Anaheim packing house or maybe a, a larger one and then just have multiple levels of different types of little craft eateries and maybe some craft beers and little gastro pubs and stuff. So just having more places to sit down and eat is never a bad thing. I like that idea. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. It it seems like they're kind of trying to do that in miniature ways with like uh, Ballast Point and Black Tap coming in. But what you're talking about is like basically a mall filled with places like that. Basically, mm-hmm. yes. And that would be that would be a lot of fun. And again, I think that would be a big draw to downtown Disney. You know, I I think I think it's a fantastic idea. Sweet. All right, Gavin. Okay, so we teased it before miniature golf. I I had the same thought. Uh, you know, I think there should be more in the way of activities that you can go to downtown Disney to do. You know, they've brought in the void for that VR experience. They've brought in um, Splitsville. You can do a little bowling. And so I started thinking about, you know, other kind of more retro but family fun ideas like bowling. And, of course, I landed on miniature golf. And uh, my idea here would be it would be mini golf hosted by Minnie Mouse. And it would be a fully themed you know, in the tradition of Disney theming, fully themed miniature golf course, there would be two main courses. The, f- the one course will be based on Disney attractions. So imagine, you know, putting your way through miniature versions of famous Disneyland and DCA and even maybe parks around the world attractions. Um, you know, obviously you're going to have like a Sleeping Beauty castle that you got to put through. Um, some sort of pirate's attraction, uh, a mansion, you know, putting your way through the graveyard, something. But I'm talking like an indoor, like fully themed area. So like with transitions and everything. So you walk from one hole to the next and it's like you're stepping into a a miniature version of each attraction. Uh, The other course would be based on Disney movies. So these would be you know, famous locations within Disney movies that we don't necessarily see in the parks, you know, so like put your way through Agrabah or even Arendelle, Um, you know, maybe go have a San Francisco themed hole, you know, things like that, where it's like, whoa, I'm in Big Hero 6 and I'm playing miniature golf. This is amazing. You know, I think they could do wondrous things you know i've i've been to some pretty dope miniature golf courses in my life with some pretty cool theming but you know if you think about you know what they did with uh pandora the world of avatar and cars land and what we've seen from galaxy's edge so far if they bring that attention to detail and immersive theming to a miniature golf course huge attraction i think that would be amazing and everybody loves putt putt I I just think it'd be a cool thing to draw people to downtown Disney, you know, as an activity, which I don't think there's enough activities that you can do there. It's basically just sitting and spending your money right yeah. now, you know, except for 
bowling and the one VR experience that they've done so far. So adding another activity, I think, would be key to increasing the, the general draw to that area. Yeah. And especially with having things like Galaxy's Edge coming up, Disney mm-hmm. really needs to find a way to begin to pipe guests into other areas of the park, which is a yeah. big reason why we're getting the Mickey ride in Toontown, mm-hmm. right? Because they need to find a way to alleviate the crowds that are going to be going into that back area of the park. So if people get fast passes and they know that they're guaranteed entry, you know, four hours, five hours, six hours from the point that they get there, then, yeah, they can go play miniature golf or they can go do something else, you know, something that's activity-based and not just eating-based at Downtown Disney. Super fun and a great way to pass the day. Yeah. yeah. Or they could also go somewhere else in the park, but I'm just saying. <laughs> right. But And like um, VJ and Melissa were talking about earlier, um, all of the clubs could be like, we could have little flamingo clubs, you know, we could have little True. weird themed putters that you could use like Mary Poppins umbrella Ooh. or, oh my you God, know, yes. lots of random Disney things could be turned into little putters that you can use. So everything can be themed. And I think they could just go wild. They could totally blue sky it. And I would be all on board for that. That would Super be cool. Yeah, I <laughs> love it. <laughs> Sorry, I was laughing earlier because all I could think of for Agrava is using carpet as a <laughs> as a club. <laughs> rolled up? Yeah, it could be a little rolled up carpet. Sure. <laughs> oh, oh, they can have a genie funny. as a, a club, you know, oh, like his face on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. But then you that get stuck. Work. I was laughing because I was thinking, oh, there's going to be a bunch of sand. You're just getting <laughs> sand traps. You're like, or oh, it's going to be man. like <laughs> Jafar's staff. Yeah. Oh, the cobra. You know, oh, like my my idea for um, Aladdin would also be maybe um, putting through the Cave of Wonders. Oh. Like, so you got to go into the mouth of the cave and then like your second stroke is somewhere within the cave. Like... I'm talking like fully immersive. Like you got to walk into the cave of wonders and continue your shot. Nice. That's cool. Man, that would be sweet. Yeah. Can we get fast I'm passes for this thing? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Book your I'm reservations sure now. Yeah. I'm sure it'll need it at some point. <laughs> Knowing us Melissa, Disney fans. Okay. Back to you. My brain just started just pumping up with something that I was like, why didn't I think of this before? I miss doing this. I miss dancing. Why don't, we have a club that kind of takes place at the party that Ernesto de la Cruz was having before his Sunrise Spectacular. Oh, man, that's super cool. <laughs> I would love to be at that party and imagine, like, I'm sorry, just take away Tortilla Joe's, have it there. You could still serve them the, you know, the, the food and whatnot, but the music, the atmosphere, I, I really do miss having that. Would you get rid of Ernesto? Or have him be a part of it. Let's have a statue. Let's have that sign that says forget you. We're good. <laughs> nice. I would have that. <laughs> 21 and over experience? Yes. Or, okay. Yes. That's cool. I'm down. <laughs> Let's that have it. Is... You know, a nightclub type of thing. After, what, seven, eight, have it open. Good. That's a ridiculously good idea. Yeah. I love that. I would love to step inside his mansion. Yeah. And just have that. That club music going. Oh, man, that'd be so much fun. Uh, can I can I sidebar on the idea of a club? This is not my idea, but can I sidebar on that? It just made me think about sure. it right now. 
what if we just had a general nightclub that using projections every night puts you into a different Disney film, like in three dimensional form. Mm-hmm. So it it builds the mansion or it builds a haunted mansion or it builds the bayou or it builds whatever. The grid. Yeah. Oh, but my like God. the entire building <laughs> using projections and 3D modeling basically puts you in a nightclub themed after different films every single night. And every night could be a different theme with different music yeah. to that theme. Holy crap. <laughs> we're we're really blue sky now, kids. We're on I'm, fire. I'm in. I'm so in. <laughs> that's, Can I DJ one of these amazing. nights? Sure. <laughs> I, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say VJ's gotta be the like installed DJ at this place. But I'm not wearing uh, white rabbit ears. We'll have Wendy and VJ just alternate. <laughs> I love it. That's cool. All right, VJ, back to you. Well, spinning off of the whole music idea, I was actually thinking of bringing back something kind of like House of Blues, Mm -hmm. where if it's not a nightclub, then at least performances, you know? Because that's one thing I definitely miss House of Blues. I mean, Splitsville is, is all right. I wish it was better, but... I just miss the atmosphere of House of Blues, especially when there's performers that you want to see. And then also like a mini amphitheater outside, an outs- outdoor Ooh, venue. You that know? would be great. That'd be cool. So, because they have it, they have a mini one at uh, Disney Springs. I mean, mostly it's for oh. DJs and like acapella groups, but maybe a little bit bigger where it's a ticketed item or maybe you're just going to see some people perform, you know, like, Anything, any band, any type of band, but a better performance stage than they have right now in front of the old ESPN zone because it's they they get some cool bands, but they just don't have the the speakers or, you know, the attendance that draws crowds. So, yeah, something the size of uh, the American Pavilion at Epcot at World Showcase, something like that, because it's not too big. So it's perfect for people to come in and see good shows. I like it. I like it. You know the shape of the Hollywood Bowl? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that half clamshell crescent shape that it has? Behind Splitsville, there's this huge area that's going unused right now after they tore down House of Blues. And it's there's just kind of a fence right now, but nobody knows exactly what's going to go there, if anything is going to go there. That would be a perfect place for like that clamshell style amphitheater where people mm-hmm. like it's elevated and then people can just stand around in front of Splitsville or in that back area and just watch bands perform. Yeah. That's an ideal location to have that. Yeah, I agree. I, cool. I think this is kind of my thoughts on any performances that they plan within or without the parks. They need to create a space for it. You know, I love that Disney is a place where you can go and for the price of admission, you can see a dozen live performances throughout the day. Places like that don't exist. I mean, that's amazing that you can go from watching the Dapper Dans to watching Mickey and the Magical Map to watching the Frozen musical all in one day. And it's just included in your admission. I love that. But the things that they do where they're just saying, oh, in this walkway now, we're going to do this whole Christmas celebration. And it totally clogs up the whole, you know, pedestrian, uh, you know, movement through that area. It, you know, I, I want them to create spaces. So the idea of them creating a specific performance space like an amphitheater I love it. I think it's fantastic because it doesn't create a bottleneck and it creates a cool thing to draw people to. 
and you know amphitheaters just have better sound than yeah. you know flat ground mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, man i think that's a great idea and it, it is way better than that dinky little stage in front of the espn <laughs> zone which yeah. is kind of embarrassing <laughs> You know, it'd be cool, too, if they don't want the traffic jam of just people just watching this performance. They could just pump in the performance throughout all of downtown Disney with, yeah. like, uh, monitors. So you can kind of see yeah. what's going on, too. So you you see the performance, but you're not missing the performance. You know what I mean? So it doesn't. Like so if it. they have security guards saying, you got to keep going, got to keep going, they're not going to be like, well, I want to see. Well, you have all yeah. of downtown Disney. Just keep walking. You'll hear it. Right. So, and they do pipe music. Yeah, through downtown Disney, so it would make sense. So yeah, if they had bands performing like every hour, that'd be mm-hmm. that'd be cool. And see, this comes nice. back to your idea, VJ, where you wanted the screens overhead. They could like oh, there you put go. the feet up there. That would be awesome. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, before I go on with my idea, I mean, these are super great. But before we go on, I just want to remind you guys that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by listeners. Just like you, we like to call those listeners our podcast fairy godparents, but they like to call themselves the FGP Squad. And if you would like a little bit more information about how you can become a member of the FGP Squad, head on over to podcasters.com slash FGP for a little bit more information. You can become a member for as little as $1 a month. But for a $5 contribution monthly via Patreon, you can receive the exclusive fairy godparent button as a thank you for your support and to everyone that's part of the FGP squad. We just want to send out a huge thank you to all of you. Okay. So uh, going on with these ideas, I'm like, my brain is scrambling. Okay. (laughs) Because it's just so much like goodness is coming out of this. Um, (laughs) I I don't even know where to start with this one. Okay. So you guys know, I love trains. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. model trains. If I had the money and the space to build uh, like a little model train set in my backyard or something, I would totally do it. Um, and back this was years ago down in Culver City, there was this great train store called Allied Model Trains. And maybe about three years ago, there was like a fire or something like that. Uh, and it kind of destroyed the building. Aww. It was this great little building, old school art deco, but inside they had these tremendous model trains and they had these cities built and all these trains and there was all this kinetic energy just going around the entire building. And I, I loved it. I fell in love with that place. I would install a like a model and miniature train store inside of downtown Disney that nice. specialized in rebuilding the Disney parks from around the world. So you had the option of buying monorails or each of the different trains from the parks. And you could buy each of the pieces the way that like at Hallmark stores, you used to be able to buy like the little houses and build your own little Christmas villages. Right. Mm -hmm. But this one would only have like the Matterhorn or the submarine ride or, you know, something that represents each area. And you could build whatever era of the park you wanted. Like they would have, here's all the pieces that build 1955 Disneyland. Here's all the pieces that build 1990 Disneyland. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you get to choose how you want to build it. And they even have a like a cool way to link them all up so that the train basically travels through every single park if you have the space, time, and money to put it all together. But... 
that's something that's near and dear to my heart. And if I had a choice, I would love to have a model train store inside of downtown Disney. That's fantastic because it also, you know, ties into that legacy of Walt's love mm-hmm. of trains and, mm-hmm. you know, the other animators and Imagineers that kind of got him into that. And, man, you could have history in their, in that store. Yeah. and. The idea of having like this collector version of of these trains, like you could even have like smaller sets where if you just want a little train that just goes around the Matterhorn, you know, you yeah. can have that if if that's all you've got, you know. I man, that's a fantastic idea. I love it. Can this be what you call it a store where you could also ride the mini train like Walt had uh, at yeah. his house that goes Why around not? like the Walt Disney oh, Resort. <laughs> Like the one at yes. Walt's barn. Because I thought, yeah, because I was, I was thinking you were gonna go that that route. I was like, I want to ride the train. Like every time I go to Walt Disney Family Museum, I'm like, you can just sit on it right there. That's where he sat. You know, so that'd be cool. Well, we if can you go could, to uh... Walt's barn and ride a mini train there. Oh, what I wanted at Downtown Disney, dude. Oh no, I'm I'm <laughs> totally agreeing with you. Well, I'm just saying, at your store, you could enter and get on trains there and do little runs. Or maybe four different tracks around the Disneyland Resort. Yes. So yes, I'm for it. <laughs> I am for it. That's that's amazing. Yeah, and of course they would have like the most fully realized you know model of Disneyland with these trains going around it with like lights and man, it, it would ah that sounds so cool. <laughs> and even like the little attractions the would be bell. like operating. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would just go and look at that you know for an hour. <laughs> That'd be great. It's a great diversion. How about if they had a mini monorail you could ride on top of, too? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? That would be great. Great. Oh, man. man, that's a good one. All right, uh, Gavin, back okay. to you. Well, that kind of actually transitions me perfectly into one of my other ideas. Um, because I think that if we're, especially if we're playing on the idea that we're expanding the size, the footprint of downtown Disney to kind of wrap around and extend out towards uh, Mickey and Friends parking structure, that's a lot of area and it becomes kind of a long walk to get from one end to the other. So I would like to install some sort of transportation that also adds kind of a visual dynamic to the whole, you know, hustle and bustle of downtown Disney. You know, we've kind of described uh, Tomorrowland right now is kind of lacking a bit of that. You know, really, ever since the People Mover left, there's there's not a lot of real motion within Tomorrowland like there used to be. And I would like to see some of that in downtown Disney. And, you know, I love the idea of some sort of a Skyway tram, you know, that goes up and down. Uh, you know, I'd love to see something like that where maybe there can be multiple stops along the way. Like, it'd be cool if there was, like, you know, a stop at each end and maybe two in the middle. And I'm thinking like a new system of Skyway where you can kind of pull a rope like you would on a bus and your car would kind of descend on its own little track towards that exit if you wanted to get off there. Mm. And then it could rejoin (laughs) the main track, you know, once you uh, got off it, you know, something like that to where you didn't have to just ride it until the end and then get off. But you could actually use it as a transportation system, you know, get on and off where you wanted to, you know, even if they had like a little like monorail system, like a suspended little monorail with smaller cars that just kind of zipped around through downtown Disney and dropped you off at certain points. Just something to kind of get you to and fro a little faster and gives the whole area more of a, you know, kinetic energy of things kind of 
zipping above you. I just, I think it, it would be cool to have something like that. And, uh, you know, I, I've talked about it before with Hazen. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the podcast, but I feel like the monorail, it's kind of a, a misused concept right now. You know, I'd love it if it stopped in both parks or, yeah. you know, if they actually made it, either use it as transportation or an attraction, an entertaining ride. And right now it's kind of caught in the middle of being neither. You know, it, it takes you to the one spot in downtown Disney, but, you know, not a lot of people really use it for transportation. They kind of use it as a ride, but, you know, there's not much to it. And it goes, it spends half its time in the trees, you know, north of the Matterhorn and you don't really see anything, you know? And, I just, I feel like they could do something more. And, you know, in downtown Disney, with if, if it's going to cover a huge area, I feel like they could really incorporate something neat that, you know, is, is fun to ride, fun to look at, and useful. Yeah. You know, it's funny. One of the... I mean, I'm I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to quickly jump in with one of my ideas. But since Gavin kind of talked about it, I'll just tack it onto his. Uh, one of mine was to have a little bit more kinetic energy inside of downtown Disney. But uh, my idea was to have, uh, like, the up house kind of flying over from building to building or having these different elements that, that we know that we've seen in the parks – just kind of happening around downtown Disney to add some of that Disney magic that you talked about earlier in the episode. Uh, And then also having like a little mini monorail or like a tiny people mover just for that nostalgia factor and to have some stuff moving around. Uh, It wasn't necessarily for transportation purposes uh, when I thought about it. I just thought it would be cool to have those elements moving around so that it wasn't so static every time that you looked up. I love that idea. And it kind of goes with, you know, VJ's idea. If you have some sort of thing overhead with projections and animations and videos, that would do the same thing. You know, right. something that gives it a lot of life, you know, mm-hmm. things happening. I think all of these things play into that idea just from different angles. Right. You, you kind of touched on it, Hazen, but you know how uh, Disney Springs has the hot air balloon? Yeah. You sh- we should do it up house. Hot air balloon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A house that goes up and down. You're like, oh, my God, that's cool. <laughs> that would be done. Imagine the photo op for so many people. Yeah. And then people are just looking up. It's Kevin. He's on top of the house. <laughs> <laughs> that would be dope. That would be cool. <laughs> nice. All right, Melissa, back to you. Oh, so I was kind of thinking about this, and I'm kind of taking a little bit of your idea of having something for the kids but let's reverse it and let's say it's for the parents particularly the moms (laughs) but i'm thinking of i love how you have you know you got the void which is really really cool vr is awesome vr can also take you away from somewhere and be like wow like for a few minutes you kind of forget about your worries and whatnot so i was thinking you know Let's have this experience. And I was thinking back of something that Innoventions had long time ago where they had these like little mini rooms and they had this screen in front of you and it took you to somewhere else and you were able to experience something like you went to another location. So I was thinking that times, you know, mix in a little bit of Soren, you get to lay down on a hammock and you know that scene in Lilo and Stitch where Nani and Lilo are just... I know it's sad, but let's just say you were there. I mean, who wouldn't want to be in Hawaii? 
to just get away right. from any stress because I do see it sometimes at the parks and I do see some moms. I feel for you, moms. I see you, you know, trying to handle your situation, whichever way. I mean, I think it'd be pretty cool to have like kind of a wellness thing where. So kind of like a meditation room. Yeah. But. With a VR experience. Yes. It's like, Calgon, take me away. Put these goggles <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> and you would Maybe say- like a futuristic spa. Yes. Thank you. That's pretty much a it. Baseball. But you have your backgrounds of you're either, you know, in Hawaii, you're you're there or you're either floating over Neverland or just the happy endings you would think of in the Disney film. So different Disney experiences virtualized. Yeah. God. So it's like you could be in some like fancy palace in Asgard and Thor is like yes. massaging your back. <laughs> Feeding you grapes. Yes. Count me in. I could hear. Ladies, if you hear me and you understand, let us know. <laughs> I can already, I can already guys, hear it. Hey. So, Gavin, you was, seem a little tense. <laughs> what would you think yes. of, Melissa, what would you think a, of a um, women's version of the Bippity Boppity Boutique? Like you get pampered as a a princess, not like do like the whole experience, but like you have the princess experience where you're just getting waited on hand and foot. You know what I mean? Kind of like a meditation room, like a Disney bound makeover. That I like. Just something for them to just take away from the stress. Yeah. (laughs) You just ring a bell. Right. (laughs) You rang. And, you know, the kids could be in that, you know, in that location that we spoke about earlier. Mom could be over here. Everyone wins. (laughs) I love it. It'd be like, hey, we're going to make your kids into your servant. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Mother's Day all over again. Right. (laughs) But how it should be. (laughs) You know, I will bypass all of that if my kids just mow the lawn. I'll be happy happy with that. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that idea. Uh, VJ. So, um, one of the cool experiences I'm looking forward to before when we go to Tokyo, it's not Disney related, but have you guys seen this um, the Mario Kart thing in Tokyo? Yeah. Yeah. Where you get to drive around as like yeah. like a real human life uh, Mario Kart. Um, I was thinking of a go kart experience. Yeah, dude, it's super cool. Right? Um, but a go kart experience that goes around the Disneyland Resort, but when you're wearing the helmets, you dress up as the characters. So you can have a helmet with Mickey ears or Minnie ears or Donald Duck's. Uh, it's like Mickey Fauntleroy. and the Roadster Racers. That yeah, would be exactly. awesome. <laughs> wow. But, oh, my God. But you this actually get to race a couple of the characters. So you'll actually see characters <gasps> driving with yes! you. Yes. Like, and they'll be professional ones where you're really trying to beat them. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, where can I sign yeah, up Right. <laughs> And more importantly, Autopia, eat your heart out. See, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, get rid of Autopia. Let's make a real go-kart track. But it's only for certain ages. No young kids. Sure, yeah, yeah. More importantly, they can make it so that that it's an actual, like, circuit tournament. Yeah. Where people get prizes. Like, you actually qualify and you move up in the tournament. Yep. Nice. I love it. Oh, my God. This is the best. Instead of throwing bananas, can we throw, like, Mickey waffles at them? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's hilarious. 
That'd be cool. I mean, if that'd be cool if it was a digital version of that. Like you could actually shoot like banana peels or whatever yeah. or Mickey waffles. Mickey and ice cream. It takes away points. Uh-huh. It'll take away time away from your lap time or something. So it'll yeah. be like strategic at the same time. That'd be cool. <sighs> That's cool. Let's make so this. <laughs> oh, you're ahead. Here's it. some gray stuff. <laughs> I love it. If you there's drive... a second oh. version where you can race light cycles on the grid, oh my God. then it's even better. <laughs> Man, <laughs> this, you know what? Honestly, that just feels like a movie. Remember the wizard? <laughs> it's like, I feel like this is just one giant video game that we're playing out. And at the end, it's a like, I present to you Disney Kart Racer. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. That oh, was just man. on recently too, like a couple months ago. It's such a good movie. It's such a classic. <laughs> I love it. Gavin. All right. Well, I have one last main idea, which I'll drop on you guys. Uh, I think we could go on for hours and hours and hours. But I like having the AMC theater down there. However, I feel like they could do so much more with it. First of all, the theater really needs to be modernized. It is kind of an older, like a last generation style movie theater. I would love it if they brought it into the the new era of movie theaters where, um, you know, more food and drink is involved. They could have certain areas that are, you know, 21 and over, like balconies um, and, you know, waiters come and serve you while you watch movies. You know, have a real kind of primo movie experience like we've all seen at other theater chains. And I also feel like they're missing uh, a huge built-in Disney audience that is always present. And forget having, you know, 20 screens and, you know, as all movie theaters do, taking a gamble on you know, 15 movies that who knows if they're going to be any good. They could have half their screens playing classic Disney movies, you know, have it be matinee prices all day for Disney movies, but just, you know, bring us Robin hood on the big screen. bring us sleeping beauty on the big screen. And you've got an audience there that if the park's crowded or if it's their, you know, their chill out afternoon while on their vacation and they just want to either sit by the pool or go see a movie, they're going to pay to go see these movies on the big screen. I know I would. I absolutely yeah. would, you know, because how many of the older movies have we ever had the chance to see like that? Yeah. And you put it in a nice theater, you know, everything's been remastered these days, mm-hmm. you know, so everything is going to look great and everything's going to have, you know, digital sound that is blowing our minds. And man, I think, they are missing they always miss the boat with AMC theater down there because you know it was just a regular movie theater and i think if they gave it some real disney attention and you know yeah show the new big hits you know even if they're non disney on you know half your screens but save the other half to it's basically a permanent disney film festival I love it. I love it. I love it, especially because Disney has done AP viewings of certain movies like Robin Hood and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. those events sell out so fast. So that would be really, really, really good. I would so love that. Where I came from, there was a movie theater that we always used to go to for all the big releases. The only. And there was a main auditorium 
you know, where the peasants sat. And then there was a balcony <laughs> above that, which was 21 and over. And it was like reclining chairs, yes. and heated seats, yes. and then like so tables in between. And they would serve you, you know, you would order dinner and drinks. And, you know, if you needed refills, you would just push a little button in your chair and a waiter would pop up and you'll know, bring you something in the middle of the movie. And yeah, I'm talking like full on prince and princess treatment Ring while you watch a classic Dis- disney movie yes. yes all of that all night yeah. yes he said peasants look at them eating their popcorn <laughs> well i'm up steak. here with you my oh, steak <laughs> right you and your exactly. nachos would be, would is that be plastic really cheese cool? mm. <laughs> if, if, if they had like disney food disney snacks yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd watch a movie and eat a Dole Whip. A churro. Oh, or a churro. Uh, well, that's absolutely. For this. <laughs> All right. Churro bites. Uh, Melissa and Vijay, do you guys want to throw one more out before we conclude this? I had one more just fun idea. Go for but it. Go for Kind of like whenever you, if you ever watch sports, Hazen, how they have uh, the pre-games where yeah. all the uh, specialists are talking about what's going to happen. I want a booth. At downtown, uh, at downtown Disney, just for podcasters to broadcast live. Yes, <laughs> we can set that up now. I don't know how how long they'll let us stay. No, 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 no. This is it's but official. we can do it now. <laughs> but you can see us th- sitting at the top with people walking across with glass and like everything. Good, good morning, America, where they have pull up oh, signs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me talk to Bobby. I'm sure we can get that set up. Uh, so it'll be on YouTube live or it'll stream on the Disney Plus. <laughs> yes. Podcasters Plus. <laughs> Melissa, it'll do you have any more before happen. we wrap up? No, because I'm just <laughs> I'm so excited about everyone's ideas and it's been fun. Awesome. Awesome. And I want them to happen. Okay. Well, I like Gavin, I did have a handful more of ideas that I wanted to share. But I think just to go along with something that you guys said earlier about the Disney theming, uh, I would love to see downtown Disney's version of a partner statue or something, you know, some kind of copper in the middle of, you know, the walkway that signifies, yes, this is a Disney location, like a statue of Mickey, kind of like the one in front of the Disneyland hotels. Um, Just something that signifies, yes, you're on Disney property because you're right. We don't have enough of that. Um, That wasn't the main idea that I wanted to share before I wrap up. The one that I would love to see is uh, anyone that ever went to the Disneyland Hotel years ago might remember that there was these amazing waterfalls and this grotto that you can walk underground and you can kind of experience the waterfalls from underneath. It it had different lights like purples and blues and it just kind of glowed at night. It was this beautiful, amazing sight. And during one of the renovations, they just got rid of that waterfall area and it was dry for a really long time, but it just it wasn't used and so it was one of the beautiful things of the hotel that i think can get repurposed at downtown disney yeah and it's kind of like this two-level thing almost but if you see i'll put pictures of it uh in the blog post for the episode podcasters.com slash 230 if you've never seen it before but it was absolutely gorgeous and i think one it brings a little bit more dynamic elements to the middle of downtown disney during the summer, all of that water would help kind of dissipate the heat so it wouldn't get so hot 
in the area and super cool photo ops. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Nice. So, oh, look, downtown Disney's rock waterfall wall. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I, like it. I would add something like that to it just because it looks so damn pretty. I was going to say, you, you just said it, but it was one of my ideas. Just more picture walls um, mm-hmm. in between stores and oh, yeah. maybe rotating themes too, you know? That'd be cool. So be cool. I wanted to add on to your idea, Hazen. And I I love that. I wish I had seen that before, the waterfalls. We got to have one. We got to have a photo op of for the backside of water. You do. You do. <laughs> yeah, <be> cool. definitely. <laughs> you definitely do. All right. Well, if you guys have any ideas about how you would love to see downtown Disney spruced up and plussed up, Join the conversation over on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. Just search for us. We are Podketeers. That's P-O-D-K-E-T-E-R-S. It doesn't have an A. So most people that think it's Podketeers, it's not. It's really Podketeers. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> uh, so search for us on all of those social networks if you want to connect with any of us on any of our personal social networks head on over to podcasters.com slash team there you will find all of our personal links so you can connect with us you can also leave a comment in the blog post for the episode over at podcasters.com slash 230 also a great way to connect with us or you can send us an email to comments at podcasters.com your comment may come up in a future episode Uh, Also, before we wrap up, just want to remind you that with the holidays coming up, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and all that good stuff and all the holiday shopping that you are going to be doing, if you shop on Amazon, remember to help us out a little bit this holiday season and start that journey by going to podcasters.com slash Amazon. Because when you get there, you'll find this huge Amazon button. I mean, it's, it's not that huge. big, but, uh, you know, huge. it's big. How huge. And if you click on it, it'll take you over to Amazon <laughs> using our special link. That tells Amazon that you heard about our link through the podcast. You're going to pay exactly the same prices, but we do get a thank you commission from Amazon for your patronage by going through our link. To everyone that's already doing that, thank you very much. We truly, truly appreciate it. All right, guys, that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Is there anything else you guys want to drop in before we wrap up and Gavin can run back for his bath pass? <laughs> no, I'll let's let talk Gavin more. Go play. Um, uh, I'll push stop. <laughs> crickets, crickets. Nothing trumps the fast pass. <laughs> All right, guys, so that is going to wrap it up. So until next week, here is to Beer Shears and Mickey Ears. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye, guys. Happy holidays. Major look. <laughs> <laughs>